We're going to be discussing the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which uh, I read it first and I thought it was such a phenomenal book that I actually encouraged uh, Josiah as well as Zafina to read it. And they took me up on that offer and they read it. And we're going to discuss a little bit of it today just to go through some of the key points of it. Now, uh, first of all, uh, Josiah, Zafina, how did you guys enjoy the book? Well, Josiah, I guess you can go first. Um, I thought it was very good. Uh, there's a lot of different points that he not only brought up that sometimes we do subconsciously um, when creating habits, um, or even like on a day-to-day basis, we do a lot of things that we might not even like know why we do it. But in the book, he kind of explained the reasoning why we did it. And there was a lot of, oh, that's why I do it moments in um, the book. Yeah. And also down pretty um, clearly how important habits are and that you are ultimately in control of the habits that you make, um, which then in turn um, form your day and form who you are as a person. Yeah, that's good. So I, I agree with you. Um, James Clear, I, I think his title is actually a behavioral um, scientist, something I, he's, he, he definitely studies behavior and people's behavior. So as you said, you know, a lot of things I was reading, I realized uh, about myself and why I do certain things like that. So we're, there were quite a few of the aha uh, moments. Uh, Zafina, how about you overall? What did you think about the book? I really liked the book as well. And also like what you and Josiah were saying, how um, it just made you realize like different things that you do and the reason why you do it. And also like one of the key points that I remember from the book, he had said that a lack of self-awareness is poison. Mm -hmm. So while I was reading the book and even after I've read the book, now I'm more aware of everything that I do. And just like simple things like, not being on my phone as much or making sure that I take time to meditate and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because each small step um, really goes to show, well, each small step um, counts. Yeah. So it just made me more self-aware. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So now let me see how we're going to actually discuss the book because I know we each could go through and share many different points that we got from the book, but how about this? We just discussed some of our biggest takeaways from the book because yeah, I don't want to uh, rob someone the opportunity of reading the book because I'm sure they can get a, a thousand points from, it from themselves. But let's just share some of the, the key takeaways that we got from it that even things that we've looked to implement in our own lives and um, you know, to kind of just discuss those things. I think that would be beneficial for us to go through. Okay, I could I could start first, or if someone else has some of the key takeaways, I, mean, I could start based off of what Safina had just said. There was one point I really liked in the book where he had um, just about all the small things that really affect us on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, he made one, well, he brought up one analogy about a plane um, going from I believe it was from California to New York, and. Um, he was, he said, if the pilot put the autopilot off by just a couple of degrees, they would end off tens of hundreds or whatever miles off course, just by a small change or small, um, yeah, a small change in the direction of the plane. It could still be going in the same direction, but clearly just a small shift of 
the um, desired direction can change the whole outcome of the destination. Yeah. Um, so how he related that to habits is um, a lot of times, I feel like all in life, we look for big changes, um, quick changes, and we feel like if we start something new, we don't see a change instantly or a big change, then it's not working or it's a waste. Yeah. But he was breaking it down, talking about how um, just having a, a little habit can change you so much um, over a long amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, like we're not, we don't have to always chase after a big, huge, dramatic lifestyle change for us to see changes in our life. We can chase after something that's smaller, but we're consistent with it. And over days or weeks or months or years, we'll see a huge change in who we are and what we're able to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And I'll be honest, when I first picked up the book and I saw the title, which was Atomic Habits, my first thing, when I think of atomic, I'm thinking like atomic bomb. I'm thinking some like big <laughs> explosion yeah. and something huge. And then he started off and said atomic really going from uh, an atom, which is like the smallest um, you know, substance you can get to it, an atom. So as you said, that's the whole concept of this book, doing something that is small, yet those small things can yield some really great results. And he starts off even talking about like a, um, it was a like a cycling team that he was talking about when they decided to improve by 1% um, yes. in the different, different areas. But by them pursuit, improving by 1% like each day, then he gave the mathematics that you actually end up being 37 times better after one year. So those small things that you, that you was just mentioning, they do really yield some some great results and we shouldn't like as it says in the bible don't despise small things so that's a good point um also another thing that i wanted to bring up which i which i thought was um very good how he said um that we can't change our habits until we like are aware of them so we have to make sure that we're aware of each thing that we do. So he had suggested to create a habit scorecard. Score mm -hmm. So that's basically where you write down your habits, like write down everything that you do that day to see what things are beneficial and what things are not beneficial. So it could be certain things like if you check your phone as soon as you wake up or if you like, just run out the house before spreading your bed just certain things like that um really helps you well certain things like that once you write something down mm -hmm. it helps you to become aware so that you can be able to change that yeah yeah no, that's good because we go through so many automatic behaviors that we just are kind of we're actually we're like we're almost like computers we're um, we're like programmed and we do so many things automatic. So as you said, as we write it down. So I actually did that for a couple of days. I actually, as I got up in the morning, I wrote the different stuff I did down um, uh, piece by piece. And we just have a scorecard. I don't even remember. He said, afterwards, once you do that, then you're going to review it. And then you're going to put a plus sign by the habits that are uh, beneficial. And then you actually put a minus sign by the ones that you realize after writing down that these really weren't beneficial for me. And then you can put an equal sign next to ones that were um, kind of neutral. 
So, you know, after you after you have this gap have a scorecard and you start to evaluate them, we can start to either uh, one eliminate ones that are uh, negative or detrimental, or um, the ones that are positive, we can make sure we keep them and maybe even add to them, which is, you know, something unless we unless we take that time to consider them and do that have a scorecard, we just would go through that behavior without even thinking about it. Have you guys actually done the have a scorecard? I did it for one day. I wanted to be consistent with it, but I only had did it for one day. But even in the one day, it just makes you realize how many things we do automatically that we, like you're saying, we're kind of like robots or uh, computers. We just do a lot of things subconsciously without even thinking about it. Like when we brush our teeth, we brush our teeth the same way. When we bathe, we bathe the exact same way. We dry ourselves off the same way. Most people put their shoe on the exact same order. Like if you always put your right, your right foot on, um, your right shoe on first, you're always going to do that. And if you do it the other way, it feels weird. Um, it's just so many, like you guys were saying, habits that we do automatically so for us to be able to understand these habits we do automatically and create new ones that we can do automatically that are going to be beneficial to our lives mm -hmm. that's actually going to be um where we become more in control of our habits because i mean a lot of habits that we have started um it could have been when we were a lot younger or they really just started out of nowhere we didn't consciously make a decision to make a certain habit um mm -hmm. But now after reading this book, it's like opening your eyes. Like you're more in control of your habits than you think. Like you're not, um, there's no such thing as it's just the way I am. Yeah. Um, because you are who you make yourself. The habits yeah. that you do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, mold you into the person that you are. Um, jumping down further into the book well i don't know if we want to go into that yet i don't mm. know if, are we staying on the earlier chapters or no i mean we're just discussing the major points we got from it so you can you can bring up any part that you you want uh, um I'll, I'll say that for a little bit later but okay. um yeah so just being all your habits yeah so yeah so we, we are creatures of habit and i'll tell you the truth i actually um realized that even with uh, taking Samson, our dog, out <laughs> in the morning time when I take him out, I realized he um, he automatically goes to one area and he will relieve himself. He'll pee in one area. Then right after that, he walks to a whole other side and then he walks around the van and goes to another, another different area as well, too. So <laughs> I was thinking about after reading this book and I just I <laughs> I intentionally shifted up his whole thing so i yanked him and made him not go where he would normally go and just kind of change the the routine that he would go through um just just to get a different result out of him as well too so i i was using it i know it's not for uh, pets and animals but uh it also they also go through habits like that as well too all right um but just the i, I wanted to touch on something else you saw about with the small habits that you mentioned uh, because this is all about doing something that's small but he gave a thing that why people don't stick with small habits which i think is really important uh kind of just to set the tone for someone that if they're gonna you know read this book or even just listen to what we're talking about to really benefit from it but why people don't stick with small changes is because we don't see the results immediately 
All right. So we we start we could start doing something small and we, we're expecting, oh, we're going to start seeing some results. However, he showed in a in a graph, a chart. Initially, you really don't see any results, even though you start to build the habit. But then there's a, a what he called it, the plateau of latent potential. But there's a, a curve in that. So let's say after the first seven days, you don't see too many results if you keep doing something small. But then that eighth day, it kind of takes off and you start seeing tremendous results. So it starts to really um, benefit you. But people just don't make it through to that eighth day because they you know, after they get discouraged after the first, second, third, fourth, fifth day, and they don't see the results. I think similar to you maybe related to going to the gym, which I know both you guys go to the gym and exercise as well too. You know, if you go there the first, you haven't been to the gym for a while, and you go there for, um, you know, you you work out and you 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 feel it, you feel the burn after that day, but you don't even see no results right then. It might not be for a little while. You know, so, but after you do see the, after you do stay with it, then you'll start to see some good results and, and you can, you know, kind of build on it from there, but you're not going to see it initially. Isn't that right? <laughs> yes. Zafina is more of a newbie going to, well, I know she's exiled before, but Zafina, that you agree with that too? Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. That a little bit. Um, he didn't really bring up this point of it, but it's just me thinking about it when you're saying it. It's like going to the gym, um, when you're working out, so that when you first start working out, like you said, you don't really see that many changes. And even as you keep going on, you might not even see that many changes because we see each other, we see ourselves every day. Um, so this, this, this is how I could just like, um, how I think about it could be more encouraging as well. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started working out um people would say more to me than I would say to myself oh um you like you've been working out or your arms are toned or whatever it was but I couldn't see it in myself because I'm making these small changes yeah um every day but I'm seeing the small changes myself so it's I guess in my mind or the human mind is, is we don't see the change as big yeah. um, or as drastic as um somebody else would see it so kind of relating this to habits sometimes we do things um small changes every single day or every single week or whatever it is and we might get discouraged because we might not see any um, progress but in reality there's progress being made mm -hmm. um, and other people might be able to see it even if you don't see it so i was just saying that could be another form, form of encouragement to keep going on in your habits even um, if you might be a little blind to the results because it's subtle in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you have, if you're able to, um, here's another good example. Um, when people start working out, I know when I first started working out, I was taking like progress pictures and a lot of people um, tell people or encourage people to take progress pictures because it kind of gets you out of your own head where it's like, this is how I, this is how I was yesterday, compare myself to this day. Um, you're not going to see that big of a difference um versus if you took a picture a month ago and looked at yourself right now yeah um so keeping track of who you are when you're trying to start new habits um keeping track of who you are before you start the habit and then fast forward a month later um to see how that habit has been effective um to your life on a bigger scale mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah 
no, I got you. I understand. And that's, that's kind of how he's leading towards it. Um, because it is, it is why people don't stick with the habits because they don't see the results right away. Okay. Uh, there's another thing. This is still towards the beginning of the book. And I know we've actually been on for a little while. We are still at the beginning, but I'll tell you this, this is probably the first part of the book that I was like, wow, this, and it was like, it was something that just kind of, it's, it's simple, but kind of, I don't say it blew my mind, but it was just like, that is so true. And cause he, he's talking about, you know, creating habits and um, he mentioned too about like having goals and how most people have different types of goals and, you know, really building up to the type of habits that we want to create. But he says, um, this is not the wild moment first. I'm just kind of still leading how he's building up. He says that instead of focusing on the goals, we should focus on the systems um, that we want to have in place instead. Instead of focusing on the aspirations or what we want to have as a final outcome, focus on the system that will bring us to that end result. And he's made this statement. This is a statement I said that was a wild statement for me. He said that a winner and a loser both have the same goals. It's only their systems that is different. And I was like, it's simple. And maybe you guys have thought of it before, but I was like, that is so freaking true that, you know, it's not that we have different goals. Like, oh man, a loser, uh, he didn't make no goals because he's a loser. No. The, the winner and the loser both want to be you know, multimillionaires. They want to be billionaires or whatever. However, the winner is the one, uh, the one that achieves it is the one that has created a system to actually get to that goal. Whereas uh, we're, kind of, we're kind of saying winners and losers because that's how I put it in the book. Whereas the, the person that doesn't achieve it, they had the same goal. They just didn't implement the right system in order to achieve that goal. So do you guys remember that point? Because that one stood out to me like, crazy yeah i remember that point so they, I, they, it. I guess it didn't strike me as hard as it struck you but i remember <laughs> i remember he was talking about it well they just yeah winners and losers both have the same goals it's just the systems that different so okay yeah, i have something to add to that as well okay there was another point that he said in the book and he said, create and set up your environment to make future actions easier. Mm -hmm. So that's a point that really stood out to me. Like, as an example, like if you want to start going to the gym after you come back from work, like you can put your gym clothes by the front doors so that once you walk inside, that you will be reminded to do that. Mm -hmm. And also, he also, also, he had... Um, said that you should make your bad habits invisible and your good habits visible. So if you want to change a habit, then you should um, basically make like what you use to do that habit or whatever, make that invisible. And if you want to create a new habit, then make that visible. Like if you want to start flossing before you brush your teeth at night, like put the floss right by your toothbrush so that you'll be reminded to do that. Okay. No, that's good. Thank you. So you jumped right into the core of his message. And he was, because um, he, he basically gave, I mean, he's a behavioral uh, specialist. He gave the four laws of behavior change. So it starts off with a, a cue. Then there's a craving. And then there was the response. And then you get to the reward. 
So that's that's the order of how our behavior um, changes work. There's a cue, craving, response, reward. So the cue is like the prompt that's going to get us to do something. There's always going to be some kind of a prompt. Like for instance, you wake up, um, your alarm goes off in the morning. You wake up. The, your prompt was the alarm. So you wake up, then you're going to, I'm not saying this is right, but you, you're going to then maybe pick up your phone. Okay, now you pick up your phone, then you're gonna click on your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. And you know, that's, it's because of all these different cues, that's what gets us to do that next thing. So there's a cue and then there's a craving, there's a response and reward. So in order to create a habit, he tells us, how to do it based on those four things, and then also how to break the habit based on those four things as well, too. So I think you went to, um, well, Q, I, I, I'll, I'll say this really quickly. Q, in order to create a habit, you want to make something obvious. So make the prompt obvious, make it stand out, just like your alarm in one time, it stands out. Um, I know sometimes on my uh, ringer, it could be a uh, like the soft -na 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 -na. But <laughs> I'll sleep right through that because it ain't obvious so yeah. but when you have the rah, 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 then, then that that is the cue that's mm -hmm. like the um you know apparent example but any cue we want to make it obvious you yeah. saying you're going to say something on that um I feel like I spoke about that well I can go like more in depth with that um, basically to make the cap to make the habits like visible so that we can see it like how I brought up the example um, from before with the toothbrush and the tooth um, toothpick or whatever mm -hmm. so um, it's just certain things that we can do every single day that will allow us to change those certain habits so like if you don't want to go on our phone in the mornings then like don't sleep with your phone in your room because if we want to break out that habit the reason we're like doing that is probably because our phone is close to us when we get up in the morning so it's just small things like that and that's kind of like what we were discussing in the beginning like small things really do have an impact on what we do like yeah. even if we don't realize it or not because they're going to affect us long term so um yeah so just doing certain things like that just small things is really going to um, that could benefit us or it could um, do something worse us in the future. We just have to analyze and see what we're doing each and every day and whether that's working for us or whether that's not. So that's why I thought that the habit scorecard was very beneficial because it allows us to actually sit down, actually review what exactly we do throughout the day, why we do it. Is it adding to our life or is it taking away from our life? Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, what Zafina was really just saying, he said a point in there. He said, you are much more than your conscious self. Um, kind of going back to what we were talking about a little earlier about how the subconscious habits, um, we have so many of them. We have so many different um, like parts of them. Technically, you could think about like your whole personality is... Uh, build up of a bunch of habits mm -hmm. um but yeah once you was talking about it just made me remember the um that one line he had said he said you're much more than your conscious self because mm -hmm. consciously we're somebody but we have a whole subconscious 
pers person that's operating on a day-to-day -day basis that's doing everything automatically without even having to think about it. Yeah, so more than what we do consciously because our subconscious is just automatically doing so much more than what we're doing, than what we're conscious or aware of. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also another thing that he said in the book, he said the ultimate way to lock in your future behavior is to automate your habits. So that's kind of like what Josiah was saying and also what you were saying for me for that we kind of like do things like subconsciously that we don't really realize. Mm -hmm. So once we automate our good habits, whether that's like instead of checking your phone in the morning, like put some affirmations by your bed so that you can say them or something like that. So mm -hmm. those are things that's going to help you long term, like even if you don't see the results at that time like you can say affirmations on like success or like self-love or something like that even though like you might not see the results at that time it's helping you in the long term so just doing things that will make it automatic to where it's like you see it and it's just something that you know well something that you do without even thinking about it but they have to be good habits in, in order to um, lock in a better future yeah that's good and um, one of the points that he brought up as well too, as far as like the habits and how we can start to create new habits, there's a the term called habit stacking. So let's say we know that uh, we have a set of habits after we've done the habit scorecard, we know that we have a set of habits that we do every morning um, to brush our teeth, uh, you know, floss, whatever it is that we have. If we want to introduce a new habit you just kind of stack it onto a set or you know some previous habits you're already doing so you know let's say out of your habits of your morning routine your last habit is to floss just for an example then if you want to now do something additional you just add it on to okay so as soon as i floss then i will read a book so the cue then would be, you know, flossing, and then you would just read the book and it would kind of just make that whole morning routine habit that much longer, but it'll make it easier for you to start reading a book. So that's, that was the habit stacking method that he, he gave. Um, so he, he spoke a lot about how to form habits as well as how to break habits as well too. And uh, I've heard before, and I, I think he agreed with it as well, that you don't really break habits, so to say, because uh, you never forget them. You, you don't really forget them. However, there's certain things that you can do in order to um, not have not be in that automatic state of repeating the habit. And I think uh, Josiah and I, we were talking a little bit about that with the, he mentioned about the soldiers. Remember Josiah, if you want to share that point with the, about the soldiers? When um, yeah. It's basically like your environment is a big part of your um, habits. And if you can change your environments, then you can also change your habits. He brought up the, an example about um, people that was in the army or the military. Um, like back in the day, well, I don't know if they still do it, but like back in the day, they would get, a lot of them would get addicted to heroin or drugs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like, when they went out there, they got addicted to it. It wasn't like when they lived back home with their parents, they got addicted to it. It's when they went out there, they got addicted to it. And um, he had broken it down into different percentages and kind of said all the different percentages. Um, but 
I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like basically when they went back home, only like 13 of them were still addicted to heroin versus like um, in the US, as long as addicted to heroin, then they go to rehab and come back home. Um, 60% were relapsed back to heroin because there was no real change from environment. They said, um, well, he brought this down about like with rehab, you go from, let's say you're home, you get addicted to a certain drug, then they send you away to rehab and you do good for two, three months because it's a whole different change of environment. You're not allowed to do it. And you also don't have the same cues like you were talking about to make you want to um, seek after that addiction. But then right when you leave rehab and go right back to that old environment full of your old cues with your um, with when you first got addicted to it and stuff like that, most people end up relapsing because the a lot of habits can be tied directly to environments. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's 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 good. So as we change our environment, then we can um, quote unquote break habits because it's not like we're really forgetting, but we can we can stop being in that automatic state. Uh, but it's also a good way for us to start new habits too by you know changing an environment and uh, I think that's for me that's a good reason to you know mix it up every once in a while even change change up how your bedroom will look he gave some examples like that how your your living room you know different things uh, just moving things around because then you can start to introduce new habits because it's a new environment and some of the cues can be taken away um, so I think I know we've uh, been discussing for a while there's still so much more in the book However, uh, for our listeners, I would love to have them to read the book. So it's more of an encouragement to read it. But if you guys, is there any like one last uh, final takeaway that you thought was just really, really, really good you'd like to share with our listeners from this book, Atomic Habits by author James Clear? Um, one thing real quick. Um, he talked about even with goal setting and creating habits, um, don't look so much to say, I want to read more or I want to work out more. Instead, change your identity mm. um, and say, I'm a reader or I'm someone that uh, I'm a gym enthusiast or whatever it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of trying to find just habits to become, try changing your identity, which will in turn change your habits. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I really like that point as well, too, about you know basically changing the identity um, as opposed to being that like outcome oriented or like you said about reading more, which is not even really specific because uh, it was there was one point that I remember from it as well, too. You know, once once you <clears throat> let's say you have a goal of, um, you know, reading five books. Um, let's say you want five books in a year, whatever, whatever the goal is. Once you achieve that goal, then you kind of are just in a holding pattern. However, if you change it to make the identity of I want to be a reader, then that's more of like a lifelong because you change your identity. So that's a lifelong um, habit change that will affect you, you know, for the rest of your life. So it's, it's not so much as just uh, changing our habits so we can achieve a goal but it's changing the identity so we can change our lives. Um, I have something that I want to add to what Josiah said and what you said as well. Um, he said, change your beliefs and identity. If you want to change who you become, that's what Josiah just said. And 
Um, I just want to say like, with us changing our beliefs and identity, like it all begins in our mind. So in order for us to change our habits and to reach those goals that we want to, then we have to make sure that we're changing our mind to, um, and well, changing our mind in order to be successful in reaching those goals and stuff like that. So um, it all starts with our mind and our thoughts. I remember Josiah said something like, a few years ago, probably recently, but he said like when you're exercising that your mind gives up before your body does. So that just really goes to show like how important our thoughts are and how, yeah, just basically how important our thoughts are and how we should shift our mindset and really shift what we're thinking on a day-to-day basis in order to change our identities. That's good, thank you. Your mind gives up before you body does. Josiah, do you remember that wisdom you gave to your sister? Yes, I do remember that. All right, good. See how you, you make an impact from years later. She's remembering your teachings. <laughs> Glad I can help. All right, so I'm going to... Um, one, one point that I want to just bring up, I don't think we touched on too much, but um, it's a term that he used called implementation intention. And this was uh, how we can start a habit. And he gave an example of there was an exercise group <clears throat> that they gave them uh, the assignment that they was going to exercise for the course of the week. Then there was another exercise group that they told them they're going to exercise and the type of exercise they were going to do. And then there was a third group, which they gave them the exercise. They told them the type of exercise. They also told them when the time that they were going to exercise as well as the location that they were going to exercise. And they found after that week, the first and second groups, I think only exercised one time, something like that out of the week. It was, it was very similar to the first and second group, but the group that had specified a time and a location, then they actually exercised like three times more than the first two groups. So he said for starting a habit, you have to identify the time cue and the location cue to make it stick. So if we specify, we don't just say we're gonna do this, we're gonna go get our nails done. We say we're going to get our nails done at 2.30 at Kim's Nail Salon, such and such, whatever. You have to identify the time cue and the location cue to make it stick as opposed to just say okay i'm gonna do such and such and the way i've actually implemented that is you know I, I do a daily planner and i do have a a schedule of things i'm going to accomplish for that I, I use the mind mapping method to do that however i've been more intentional about putting a time as opposed to when i'm going to actually do this particular um uh, assignment or what i'm going to do for a day the time as well as the location and because of that, it makes me more committed to actually get it done. So I think this was an important um, part that he shared with us called implementation intention, which will help us to, to stick with some habits. Make sure you have a time and location identified for that habit to make it stick. All right. And we said before about the cue craving response reward which is the four laws of behavior change which is really what the this book uh, by author james clear uh, is based upon 
Q to make it to have to form the habit. For Q, you want to make it obvious. For craving, you want to make it attractive. For the response, you want to make this easy. And then the reward, you want to make it satisfying. And if you're looking to break that habit, then for the Q, you want to make it invisible. For the craving, you want to make it unattractive. For the response, you want to make it difficult. And the reward, you want to make it unsatisfying. And definitely goes into more depth than what we've discussed on here in regards to how to do those things. But it was really um, overall a very, very, very good book for us to understand our behaviors, but then also now start to shape our behaviors. Because as Josiah, you were saying before, you know, we are basically a result of the habits that we go through on a daily basis. And that, that really forms our life. We're a result of our habits. So we can start to change our lives by making these atomic habits. And we thank the author, James Clear, for providing us with this book. All right, I want to thank you, Josiah and Zafina, for joining me today. It was a pleasure discussing this book with you. I'm glad you guys uh, got the benefit from it and uh, looking forward to see uh, some uh, great results from you guys, from all of us, as we start to implement some of these teachings. Thank you for having me, sir. You're thank welcome. you as well.